0: This is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. This call is being recorded.
1: <laughs> I looked at his tennis shoes and said, mm-hmm. Cause he always mm-hmm. goes. <laughs> uh, he got one <laughs> shoe and Everybody I got teeth. <laughs> 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 <How is that? laughs>
2: <laughs> we're
3: laughing huh? at your
2: dad precious
3: that's okay that's okay don't worry about it Mook. it's okay okay right. see you
4: next time
2: before we start you know yeah. i was like oh my god let me see what kind of shoes he got on today yeah, another pair i'm like "Dang!" <laughs> and the kid said we all see it now paul <laughs> A whole bunch of old stuff in the closet that he wears every time. He got it rolling like
4: that. Rolling, rolling. <laughs> Ooh, weedy. Yeah, you are in a good mood today, Pastor. You got the
1: job.
5: <laughs> 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 you must have got a pay or something.
1: What move? (laughs) Wow.
4: Let it go. Let it go. I'm ready.
2: Sometimes I gotta make y'all laugh. I'm ready.
4: I'll be ready. Y'all ready? You sure? (laughs) Yes,
2: I'm positive. Three, two.
3: Father God, we come to you humble before your throne tonight, gathering to, to be enriched with knowledge of your word, to have established obediency, dedication, and reaffirm our agreement with you, Father God. Let everyone on this call tonight be blessed, touched, and give gratitude of thanks for this week for this day, and for this moment. Let the pastor preach and the rest of us just funnel in our our blessings of testimony. I'm sure there will be a few, if not a lot. We thank you, Heavenly Father, and let your will be your will. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: And so you guys, we're talking about the woman with the issue of blood. And in having a conversation uh, regarding her, it's so important that we get to a place of really understanding what that truly looked like and the level of her faith. So God wanted to talk about the level of her faith. And many times we look at individuals and we have a difficult time really understanding truly the level of each person's faith. You know, what do you really believe in? What do you really agree with? You know, why is it that every time situation comes uh You don't mount up in faith, you mount up in your fears and your worries, and you tend to operate from that particular space. And so I want to share with you guys, you know, just something I've been walking through, and I never realized to the extent that someone's frustration can be pushed off on you to whereby you would have a, how would I say, boatload of frustration going forward. And so, to talk about my week, you know, uh, my 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 leader has been in—I I just call it a funk. And when she's in her funk, she tends to pull everybody into the conversation. And 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 I have to be real because as I'm looking at my leader, God is showing me aspects of myself, and the aspects of myself.
6: Really moves
2: me because I look at her, and as I'm looking at her I, I I'm so moved by what I see, but God is showing me aspects of me, and so as I'm looking at this particular person, uh, her superior, how would I say doesn't really doesn't really discredit her, it's just her leadership style. Okay? She's just a leader that don't know what she's doing, and and she okay to not know what she's doing because she's not supposed to know what she's doing, as long as y'all know what you're doing. Okay? But my leader doesn't get that. You're, she pays you the big bucks to run up, and that's the way it works. So she can sit and go and hide out and do whatever, as long as you guys are doing your piece. But my boss doesn't see that. My boss sees it as she's the leader, she's supposed to guide, she's this, she's supposed to do this. And 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 I really look at it also as the body of Christ. He's the Lord, he's supposed to do this, he's this, he's that. And sometimes I have that same way of looking at God. And God is saying, yeah, I'm supposed to do it, but where's your faith? And so as I look at my leader, you know, this week, oh my God, I never felt, it started last week, but I didn't understand it. So she's going through some difficult times with my and with her boss. And as she's going through these difficult times, she's sharing with me the difficult times, and she wants me to chime in and be on her side. I have no sight. And so as she begins to try and tell me, there's some things I see, and I and I get frustrated with as well. But in that frustration. I started getting uh, pain going down my left side of my uh, my my shoulder. And every time she began to talk about the situation, I had great pain going down my side. And then I was like, okay, Lord, what the heck is this? Okay, you're, you're, you're driving me crazy with
1: this. I, guess,
2: uh,
7: I can hear myself. Muted. <laughs> yeah. There the well then the, she, the she I she can see. Can you
2: Okay. Sorry, uh yeah. we got feedback over here. And so as I'm as I'm watching, you know, I'm getting this anxiety. And so then I tell her, You've got to stop talking about this because this is wrecking me. Yeah. And it's wrecking me from a spiritual sense. And, and I know I'm not supposed to be caught up in the conversation, but the more you speak of it, the more I begin to have anxiety. And then I had throbbing pain coming down the side of my my body. Then I was like, Lord, I'm having a heart attack. You know, I'm I'm asking all kinds of questions. Do I go to the doctor? Then I look it up on the phone, and I'm literally saying, okay, Lord, what is this? And he literally said to me, do not allow others to disturb the faith and the place that I have you resting in. Do not allow others to disturb your faith, nor move you out of the place in which I have you resting in. He said, her issues are not yours. Even though she places it upon everyone, and for others to see that she's a victim, he said she is not the victim. The various ways she has treated others, she's now being treated. And he says, and the reason why you're able to connect with this particular moment and see what she's walking through is because you've been there. He said, but where I hold you accountable, R. Sally, hear this, is that every time something comes through the pipeline, you feel like it's affecting you. When you should have the faith to pull them through. He said, everything cannot be in the panic mode to where you push the panic button. It's like everything, oh my God, I forgot to pay my bill. panic. Oh my God, I didn't eat, panic. Oh my God, I gotta pick them up, panic. He said, everything cannot have a panic button. He said, so I want you to dive in to look at the woman with the issue of blood. I'm sure she started off in a place of panic, but she moved into a place of faith to where her faith was so enriched with me that nothing could stop her from achieving the desire of her heart. He literally shows me that he walked us into a place of freedom. And then we keep walking out of the freedom into a place says that he didn't call us into. And so it's so important that we get back to the place of peace, a place of freedom. We don't operate according to the dictation of this world, but we allow this world to dictate to us, and the Lord said, stop it. He said, everything can't be a problem. Everything can't be overwhelming. Everything cannot be in a position that you're so stressed And the Lord literally shows me this particular woman and he begins to talk about an issue with blood. That means that from whatever period of time in her life she ends up getting her I I'll, I'll say it like this so we got one guy on the phone, uh manhood, her womanhood comes forward and in the place where her womanhood comes forward, she it never stops it never stops. And so she's dealing with it every day to whereby it's just overwhelming her. But you can tell she's functioning because she has resources to basically deal with it. It doesn't say whether or not she worked for a living or whatever the case may be, but somehow she has provision to whereby she's seeking to address her issue. But the more she seeks to address her issue, it doesn't appear to turn out to her best ability. But what I love about this particular woman, she never gives up.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: This is what the Lord showed me. In her fight, she never gives up. The first time negative things come in our place, we give up we we become the victim, and then we try to get everybody around us to be in agreement with our victim mentality and we want we want supporters of our bad behavior instead of really being in that position to say, "You can't stay here, you got to get out of this place." We become supporters of people' bad behavior and and we dare not to say to them that "Hey, you're wrong because we want to keep the friendship or we want to not have that person be mad at us, and so we're we play well in the sandbox and and the Lord is literally saying, "I need you to get out of their sandbox. better yet, I need you to get out of." every sandbox (laughs) and and not be in these places and 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 what he's literally trying to get us to understand her faith was so wrong she was determined to find a solution there was nothing on this earth that could stop her from finding solutions so you know, she probably went, somebody said, oh, Dr. such and such, such, could probably fix it. She went to him. Dr. such and such, such could probably fix it. She bounced probably from doctor to doctor to doctor trying to find solution. And she continued to talk up her issue. To talk up her issue. This is what he really got me on. And and, and too, she ran into the right person that could speak to her issue and tell her where she could find her freedom. But we talk about issues in a negative. She spoke of her issue in a way that it brought forth a solution. Instead of always in that panic, when that panic starts and everything is a problem. Because once you start opening the door to panic, everything going to be a problem. And the mm-hmm. enemy knows you say, ouch, ooh, ouch. He going to keep bringing stuff in your face because he knows you screaming, ouch, ooh, ouch. And he knows that panic is there. And so as the Lord was looking to get me to understand, because I was like, Lord, my side of my neck is hurting. Why am I having this stress? And I literally told this woman, I said, I can't hear this no more. I can't, I can't do this no more. So I literally stopped her meeting and I said, I've got to get out of here. Because I cannot stay in this meeting because whatever you're saying is really wrecking me spiritually and I'm feeling the effect of whatever you're doing. And I know God was pushing it upon me and I was saying, Lord, why? He said, your job is to guide them through. You have no seat at this table. What he's telling you, in the place where there's anxiety, frustration, and panic, you're not supposed to be seated at the table with them. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be the light that shines to bring forth the solution. And I'm sitting there and I'm wondering, okay, Lord, why am I feeling like this? Why am I feeling like this? Oh, I need to call out sick. I feel like I'm about to have a heart attack or something. And I'm sitting here, even if I'm teaching the message, I'm sitting saying, "Okay, Lord, do I feel this?" Okay, and, and as I'm sitting here, I'm saying, "Okay, Lord, how do I deal with this?" He literally said, "He said when you don't stand, the enemy attacks you too." And and he literally said, it's time for maturity. And he's literally saying, you can't hang with wolves. (laughs) And so let me fast forward into that same day. So after that, we're all in this big meeting, and you can tell there's problems. Okay, and it's the same story. keeps coming in and she keeps inviting people into the same story. And then we have an hour where she's invited corporate into the story. And I'm sitting down like, oh, my God, Lord, we're still in the story. Okay? Every day we're talking about the same story. It's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And she's inviting more people into the story. And so then I sit back and I say, oh, my God, Lord, I show up at the table when I add to it. And then I recognize I'm not supposed to be adding to it. And then I sit back and say, oh, my God, I'm adding to the story. And then all of a sudden I start getting that that pain on my side. So as I'm getting the pain this time, you know, the meeting ends. We fast forward. We're all sitting in the room. And so then all of a sudden my boss invites me, invites our Lord to have a seat at the table. She invites him to have a seat at the table. And the way she does it is. Hmm. So let me tell everybody in this room that Kathy has the ability to get things from God. You know, she does that little eye-blinking stuff or whatever the case may be, and, you know, she talks to God. or whatever. She don't say God. I forgot the way she says it. And then I said, oh, my God, she just done put me out there. and 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 so she said, so go ahead and do what you do. You know, that blinking of your eyes, that kind of stuff. And literally, show them how. And so then I said, okay, Lord, do I do this? And so, because I know he was trying to reach them, the two women and the people in the room it had nothing to do with her. And so I literally say, let me put a disclaimer out here. I said, I did not have this meeting. If you call HR on me, I will say that we never had this meeting. Okay, so I'm telling you now, if I say something to you that rocks your spirit, that calls you to second-guess you, do not say we had this meeting. Are you all in agreement? They said yes. And so I said, share with each one of them something, and then one of the girls literally said, Oh, do you pray in tongues? Oh, my God. If you pray in tongues, can I hear what it sounds like? Oh, my God. I've been dying to understand what tongues sound like. can you just pray? And so I do pray in tongues, and I do the exercise that I do. And as I'm doing this, the Holy Spirit is, you know, I can tell he's pulling her in. And then I said, We began to talk, and I talked to the other girl, girl and I told her what God says, and she's just shocked, and they're just staring at me. And then my leader, this is is what God's trying to get us to do, to understand. She turns around and says, well, there's all kinds of mediums that are out there. Kathy is just a good one, and there's other ones you should go to my friend. She could tell you much more. Mm -hmm. And so then I look, and I say, oh, my God, Lord, what do I do? And so I don't say anything. Remember, I'm supposed to have a seat at the table and I'm supposed to open my mouth. Or I'm supposed to say something. And so I uh, so she she kept overpowering and trying to say what she wanted to say. And then I finally just said to the woman, You could do what she wants or you can follow God. I said, You choose which one. You can choose what table you sit at. And so to go back To the whole thing, she said, it's about faith, and I see your faith, and I see you fighting to stand in faith. And she began to talk to me about faith to that extent, you know, like, oh, my God, I could see this and that and that, this and that. But I could see God coming to one of their shoulders and touching the back of them. Hear what I'm saying? you have the ability to change the whole situation if you dial God into something. But a lot of times when we're in a place of panic, we go with the flow of panic. We go with the flow of frustration. We go with the flow of irritation. We go with the flow of all of these things that are negative and we don't stop to say, okay, Lord, what is it that you desire?
7: How do you break the cycle?
2: How do you end the frustration? He said, You've got to look at the woman. Did you hear her complaint? No. Did you see her frustration? No. But you see her what? Determination. Determination. So in the midst of everything she was going through, she was what? Determined. She was overly determined. You didn't hear her say, oh my God, i got to go to the bathroom to change this diaper. And back then they probably didn't even have diapers. Uh You didn't hear any of that. And if you read, all you see is her faith. And she even went as far as, let's go look at the scripture, Mark 5. You guys know where we're at. She even went as far as coming into a place where she knew she wasn't unclean. And she went against what was there to basically seek him out. She didn't let nothing stop her. She was overly determined. And the Lord literally said to me, this stuff that you're looking at are silly. This stuff that you're looking at, is there to just knock you off the mark. Mm-hmm. wants to get you caught up in it so that you can't see clearly to make the right choices. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And, and if you notice when people get caught up in stuff like that they get all these people involved and then people get lose their jobs over stuff because they wasn't smart enough to know that this was a whirlwind that the enemy was looking to see how many people he could take out so precious can you read
4: <clears throat> you want luke or you want mark five mark
2: which one um mark five both of them gives the same story mark
8: 5,
4: verse uh-huh, um, so I'm starting with verse twenty one
1: do...
7: okay,
4: um, when Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering.
2: That's stop it right there. I know there's more to it. We'll finish the other part. What did it say about her? What was the things that it said about her,
8: you guys? That uh, she had been suffering for 12 years. Mm-hmm. That she had been to many doctors that she had spent all that she had Mm -hmm. and that no matter what she did everything got worse but when she heard about jesus (laughs) right it Mm -hmm. said having heard about jesus so she heard about jesus and she sought him out
2: And so what do we do in situations where it's difficult? What should
8: we do? <laughs> Seek him out. You yeah. <laughs> said, <laughs> what do
7: we do? <laughs> yeah.
2: So when we're seeing difficult situations, you're seeking them out. Yeah. Uh-huh. But in this particular situation, you can see determination. Because the Lord literally said, let me say it how he says. He said, you look at situations as detrimental. He said, you look at every situation as if it affects your life. He said, but you never stop to see it from my standpoint. He said, what if you looked at every situation as how do I bring him glory? Oh. How do I call others to see you? How do I find the glory in my suffering? Oh. How do I get others to see the freedom that I'm walking in? Yeah.
1: Oh.
2: How do I make others out of the places where they're walking? Do my obedience to you. He said, what if you start by saying these words to yourself in the midst of your situation instead of the things that you continue to say in your situation? How do I glorify you, Lord? Uh How do I teach others to stand? I know they're watching me. Lord, let's give them something to look at. So I'm going to move in faith. Be glorified in me. He said, but instead, you do the opposite, and he literally showed me, I'm going to die. (laughs) 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 And and then he says, to some extent, you try to kill yourself off in the midst of what you're going through. Uh. He said, you forget that I'm Lord. And you respond as if you don't know me. He said, you operate as if I'm invisible. When I'm standing there crying out to you to embrace me. And then he literally says, "Just as it shows in scripture, she went broke. You go for broke in your fear." And I just see somebody like literally. You know how you see the roll, how it comes up and the earth just begins to come through uh, and, and and creates these potholes? So I see someone creating potholes for themselves, and it's the way they're handling their situation. It's, it's, it's like they're not trusting God. They give the enemy a space to work against them. And then the Lord literally said to me to say to you guys, when will you see the need to close the door on the enemy? <laughs> and he just didn't say one door. I just see a lot of doors slamming at the same time, like boom, 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 boom. He said, when will you see to close the doors? <laughs> He says, how do I get you to see what I demanded of the Israelites to do? The Passover lamb, that was a way to shut Satan out. He said, I am your lamb. Amen. He said, shut it out. He said, I stand over your doorpost meaning your temple and i need you to shut everything that is not of me out
4: thank you lord
2: amen God is so funny. He shows me me, because this is what I do. Oh, well, let's see what they, anybody hollering. I hear screaming. Let me go out there and see why they're screaming. You know, <laughs> you know I hear someone in the neighborhood. I'll go out. Let me see what they're looking at. Let's see what's going on. You know, I'll peek out the door and whatever, and the Lord says that's how you get in trouble.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You keep peeking out trying to see what's going on when i say be shut in me Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh my god i hear lamb of god who takes away the sins of the world he repeats himself lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world and what are we, where that that level go, man? <laughs> wow. He can't take away it if you keep going towards it. You're saying, no, Lord, you're not good enough. He's like, I'm the one that's covering you. Yes. So he's over over. He's there to protect and to keep everything negative out. But we don't want it because we go and search out negatives. Because I know I, he just showed me just showed me me clear and gay. Oh let me go see what it is. I even go and say, Okay, let me go see how she doing and knowing I'm gonna get hit with foolishness. Yeah. And then I and then I come back and say, Yeah, she's still in a bad mood. Okay, instead of saying, release that. You belong to Jesus, and if you say you belong to Jesus, he fights our battle. Why are you fighting here? But instead, I never say that. Mm -hmm. I let them go into their crazy parties, and then I become a party to that. And the Lord says, I need you to stand for me. So in, free, in seeking somebody else's freedom, you've got to be willing to seek him out. you got to be willing to go beyond. You have to be willing to be in the fire. And it's okay if you weren't. Holy Spirit reminds me of something a couple of weeks ago. Cinnamon made some uh, bagels. okay, And she was like, Mom, you want to have it yours toasted? And I said... Yeah, but I don't want mine burnt like yours. And she walked over to the sink and she began to scrape it off. And then it dawned on me, I was like, I forgot they're scraping. As <laughs>
7: okay.
2: um, she was scraping out. I was just like, oh, Lord, I forgot. I forgot you could scrape it off and nobody would notice. And in my mind, all I seen was it was damaged. And sometimes all we see is what's damaged. We don't see the victory that God can have in the situation if we were to allow him to truly be our Lamb of God. He says, I take away the sins of the world. Is it only your sins he's taking away? He said the sins of the world, that's everybody. So everything that people are doing, whether it's for you or against you, it is still God can take it away. He can remove the obstacles that are in front of you, but you gotta give him a seat at the table. He said, She gave me a seat. She gave me a seat. Will you give me a seat? So she tried everything and then she said, Let me try him. And and upon trying him, she found victory instantly. And what he's trying to say, that she got instant relief. And so when we try him, we won't get that instant relief. It won't be, oh, six years down the road, ten years down the road. He's literally showing you the instant relief she got. She touched him. She got a release. And God wants us to touch him. He wants us to really embrace him. Because the key here is about her embrace of him. And we'd be like, okay, Lord, I can't bring this to you uh, because I can't bring this. Oh, Lord, look how I feel in here. Look at what I've done. And he doesn't care how you feel and what you've done. He still wants you to embrace him, especially if you messed up. She was considered to be unclean. But yet she embraced him. We see we're unclean and we like, oh, no, Lord, I can't get that close. Don't we say that? Oh, I can't go to God. Did you know what I just did? I just closed that person out. Oh, my God, I just did this. Oh, I just slammed this down. Oh, I done this. Okay? I'm in my flat. And because we're so unclean, we won't talk to God. But we will allow our frustrations to get the best of us. We won't talk to God, but we will talk to spirit. Mm. You know the one that talks to you early in the middle of the night or early in the morning that you think it's God and it's really yourself having this pity party conversation that does not promote Jesus. <coughs> <laughs> I see oh. when they to up, and the Lord literally say, "Will you see me? Will you hear me?" So let's go back to the woman again. What did she do again? Let's look at what she did. So she fought everybody. Did she ever give up? No. Why she didn't give up, you guys? Determination. Hey pastor. Yes.
5: What did you say? I didn't hear the last part. Sorry. I said, why did she not give up? You said, why didn't she give up? Uh huh. The woman with issue of blood because she wanted to get healed. So what do we want? We want to get hit. We want freedom and freedom from our issues. We- and our Healing too. But why do we give up? Because we don't believe. It's our lack of faith too. Cause we can't see it. We want to see it like right right away. And so we don't wait on God or we don't go to God cause we are afraid sometimes to even go to him to ask for the other we need. But yet we still need it. So in faith.
2: Where he's seeking and desiring for you to come to him. Why is it easier to basically stay in these
5: places? Um, I have to say, but we're we're more used to being, in, or I should say, more comfortable being in these panic states than to be calm. And it's it's strange that it's like that. But for some reason, there's a strain, a, a sense of comfort in being uncomfortable. I don't know. Because, precious, uh, you
2: you sent me, precious sent me something precious you sent something,
4: yeah, but I'm still getting more. I'm not done yet. well,
2: you go ahead and say what you just uh put for
4: um, okay um, so when you had said we need to go and be shut in christ immediately the lord was like he showed me a house and of course that house is us and he showed like a gate that's open at night so when you come in the house at night and close up house you close the door but the lord just said to not be shut in him you'll let anything pass your gates if you leave it open he said what happens if you leave the gate open to your house you're exposed to anything and everything To be shut in God is to be shut into his protection, his covering, his shelter, his comfort. We can't have all these things because we have all this other stuff running amok. So then how do we have determination such as her to seek after God when we got all this other stuff running around? Because we don't have our gate closed. We were too busy being nosy and we let
5: all this stuff in. True, very
2: true. And, and it's so funny because I, you can open your front door now and you would think nothing came in, but what, right after you close the door and you're sitting minding your own business, then you have little bugs in the house and you like, well, where did they come from? You know, they walk in. And so it's so funny that, you know, we don't pay attention to what's, you know, out there because we assume that because we don't see anything, that nothing's coming in. And just because we don't see it, there's still something always coming in. Uh Always coming in. Wow, he just said something to me. He literally said to me, he says, well, I have an issue when you do not allow the blood of the lamb to cover you. So she had an issue with blood, and we're supposed to allow the blood to basically cleanse us. Wow. and so we don't even uh, allow the blood to come in at all
4: hmm. It's an exchange, <laughs> correct. which is correct, wow, Lord, oh,
2: my God, but so what we she's seen as negative, God sees as a positive, and he's literally saying, Let the blood wash over you." let the blood cleanse you and then he says, for it has the power to set you
7: free Mm -hmm.
2: and how many times is it that the Lord tries to calm us down so we can hear him he constantly tries to calm us down so that we can hear Him. You cannot hear Him if you're frustrated. Yes. You cannot find the solutions to your issues if you're frustrated. And there's nothing that you're walking feel that God cannot provide solutions in. And then he goes on to say, constantly, constantly darling me. Mm -hmm. He said she sucked me off because her life depended on it. What do you depend on? So do your life do we depend on God for or our life? So everything we do, we're supposed to depend on God. he showed me something else he said if most of the things that you see he said every one of them asked for healing she saw her thoughts Jairus can you heal my daughter
7: people before can you heal me
2: Mm-hmm. Some, yeah. but in her situation, you don't see her asking for anything. She, knew. she just knew.
7: She just knew. She just knew. I know uh, be... She took it. Yeah, which I will
2: take it. that's what he's trying to uh, give us to see. Yeah.
8: Yep. Yep.
1: Uh, she had
3: faith. She came with faith. She heard about it. But she had faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
8: mm-hmm. Like the trust healed. Like even, even you know, she was able when when her issues started, like twelve years is a long time. But to never give up, she she knew it wasn't that she never thought that she wasn't gonna be healed, she just was trying to find a way for it to happen or be Does that make any kind of sense? So the determination for it. And when when she heard of Jesus, she's like, okay,
3: this is going to be. The scripture also said that she suffered at Mm -hmm. several positions. Mm -hmm. And I'm only thinking what they could have possibly done or subjected her body to.
8: That made it worse?
3: Yeah. Because oh, they say she suffered yes, at at these at, at at well, other than monetary, but just just the, the physical. I'm sorry.
2: something that was really good,
3: she suffered. She suffered. I mean, calamity of ex ex. You know, they just experienced or just explored ideas. That popped up in their heads and and said, hey, if you do this, if you eat that, if you, you know, stand on your head or whatever and digest a whole lot of unnecessary things that you'll be well. And they gave her, you know, you don't know what the script was, Mm -hmm. but the scripture says she suffered at at, at several physicians by going to several physicians. And I'm thinking, wow.
2: And they made her worse. That's the key. So it's like when we take things into our own hand and we try to do it, we make it work. Yeah. When we have a God that's waiting for us to engage with him, yeah. all he's looking for is that engagement. Yeah. He's looking for you to invite Him in to have a conversation. Yeah. Lord, how do how do I glorify you in the this? Yeah. How do I change things and cause things to be different
7: than what it is yeah
2: Yeah, instead of looking at it from the negative standpoint that god's not in it uh well god is for everybody but me he can't fix my situation because that's the way we see it but god knows every situation and he knows how to fix it
3: and then she was viewed upon as an unclean woman, you know. And it wasn't like there was a service station on every other corner. She had to go behind a rock, you know, you know, to 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 tend to herself. I mean, just you know, just visualizing, you know, the things that she endured.
2: But think about what Holy we just said. Think about it when you're in your rage, when you don't have solutions and you're going to difficult times, what do people label with you as? Mm-hmm. Right.
5: Crazy, mad, angry, all that. Yeah. That's
2: unclean. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: You
2: don't, they got a problem. yeah. yeah. But we label people, oh, that lady's going through a divorce, that man going through this, oh this person here, oh there wasn't there, da da you know, so we consider them as unclean. And we literally avoid people who are running through difficult challenges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but God has the ability to bring everything that we consider unclean into a place where it's clean. And that's why he said, I want you to stop and look at this particular woman. I want mm-hmm. you to pay attention to her. I want you to look at her determination. I want you to understand what she went through. And I want you to understand yourself.
4: The Lord had oh,
2: said, go ahead. he literally said, you have not tried me yet. So whatever the situation you're contending with, you he's saying, have you tried me yet? Have you been able to really try me to see what I'm going to do about the situation? Wow. And if you choose to try me, you have to let me have it.
7: She had to lean all the way on God and nothing else. She leads all the way, solely.
0: <laughs> not a God, not a nothing. She had she put she put her faith in nothing
7: else. She was all Jesus. And she didn't
2: care about being among people. And she knew the people knew who she was. What but she did not care. She took a risk. And God is looking for us to take a risk. Mm-hmm. And to take that risk, he's saying, I want you to start with me first. Oh, Lord, here goes something. What can you do with this? <laughs> oh, here this. What can you do with this?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Imagine if we started off every day. Oh, give yeah, me, well, Miss. What can you do with this? Well, they literally said, "I'm not gonna get paid an increase this month." What you can do with this, Lord?
0: Lord just a <laughs> um. Hmm? No, so the Lord wants me to share a quick testimony. Um. I think I only told Paul this testimony. So uh, way before Christ, I was uh, maybe like 21, 22 or something like that, in a relationship with this guy. I end up uh, putting his student loan in my name and my credit. And uh, as I'm filling out the loan application, I'm, I'm hoping that it only get approved, but it gets approved. And then I was like, oh, okay, dang, all of that money is in my name right now as a co signer on the loan. And uh and this is like a loan about like maybe sixty something thousand. I'm young and dumb. And uh maybe I yeah, I think I was about like twenty, twenty one. Anyway, so that relationship ends after a couple of years. And, you know, the loan is still there. I don't know what happened with him in school. And I'm just like, I don't know. The loan is just increasing and steadily increasing and steadily increasing. And uh, I'll reach out to him every now and then like, hey, dude, are you going to pay this loan? Da, 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 whatever, whatever. And um, the loan gets to about 170 something thousand dollars. Uh uh-uh. And by this time, I'm in Christ, right? And I'm just, it's in the back of my mind, like, I don't even know what to do. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. And I'm just like, Lord, this is just hanging with me after so long, right? And then I remember one time I was in a place where the Lord was, like, moving moving for me, and my communication with him was just fine, right? Like, nothing was bothering me. Talking to the Lord, whatever, whatever. So I'm like, oh, Oh, Lord. Let me ask you, like, about this loan because this loan is st- still in the back of and just hanging here. And I remember I was getting ready to leave my house one day, and I was just like, Lord, what about this student loan? Like, what should I do about that? And then I heard the Lord tell me, daughter, don't pay it. And i was
1: like,
0: <laughs> what? He's like, don't, because I'm like, okay, at least I can pay something just to start getting something, like, you know what I mean, just to do something. And I heard him say, Darter, don't pay it. And I was like, okay. Well, Laura, I'm going to just go with that one. <laughs> like, I don't have no idea what that means. Anyway, I move on, go by my day, whatever, whatever. And then um, that, was, that was some years, then years later, that was some years, at least like a couple of years passed by. And then now we have all of this stuff going on right now about the loan forgiveness. And that loan was wiped off of my credit. I didn't have to pay a dime, all of it was forgiven, all of it was removed, all the history and everything. But if I would have been paying it, it would have been showing that this person can pay it and I would have been disqualified for the loan forgiveness. But God's instructions to me, because I had no other option, and I followed it, and he said, don't pay it, although it sounds very ungodly, but he showed up, and he knew what was coming in advance, and it was forgiven. So, praise God. Wow. But you see what she did? She
2: sought the Lord, and the Lord is looking to have victory. He's looking for an opportunity so that somebody can share a testimony about what he's done for them. And many of us don't have testimonies because we, in return, do things ourselves. We do things ourselves. And the only time we bring him in is when, what, we can't do it. Uh, we've already messed it up. And he's literally saying, Will you love me? To create miracles within your space now. Mm -hmm. And that's by you literally saying, I can't do this. Let me involve you now. Not waiting to the last minute when you're panicking, but to really get to that place and say, okay, Lord, I need your help. And he just literally says that you must hear me. He says, I want you out of the places where you've been. But I want you in that place where I am, Lord. Precious, you had more?
6: Yeah, the
4: Lord had kind of corrected me, but then told me to share. Um, He was just saying that many people prior to this woman were looking for Jesus, not because they really believed in him, but because they were looking to get a quick fix from him. Um, But this woman was determined in faith to believe to be healed. And so God posed the question to me, and now he's posing it to us. Are we looking for a quick fix from him, or are we determined in faith to believe that God can truly heal us of our troubles?
2: Oh, my God. The Lord just reminded me something that was so good that he showed me in some other scripture, but he called me to point it out here. You know why we cannot see testimony? Because we don't invite him in to do the work up front. We're already involved and engaged, and so we think we had some input in the outcome. Wow. And so when we don't invite him in, even though he's working, it looks like we've done the work so we don't see it as a testimony but if we would release it to him up front then we would see the full testimony and understand that he's done and he said in in this way in this way you will enhance your excuse me your faith Mm -hmm. so if we let go and just say okay lord i'm placing it in your hand i'm trusting you in the midst of whatever whatever you would have me to do such as what he told to Just let it go. Don't touch it. In the midst of that, she had to have faith just to basically say, I'm not going to do anything because it's climbing, it's climbing, it's climbing. But in that, she still had no means to do anything. And so in return, she left it to him. And so it's so important that we got to stop thinking we can fix it. Because that's the key. We can fix it. She went to people and she found out that nobody could fix it but Jesus. And that's where God says, you have to understand, you've got to start with me. He said, get out of trying your way. He said, but then... I don't know why, but he just brought David's eyes into my mind. So I as I'm talking, he shows me David and David's talking about solutions. And the Lord says, Will you truly believe that I can do it? Because the key here is you gotta believe. <laughs> As I'm sitting here talking, I'm repeating myself. Uh, <laughs>
1: David.
2: <laughs>
8: what David? other no, David he, 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 David, he, David he, did, he, did have an
2: eye issue. Oh. oh <laughs> <laughs> so as he, as I'm getting ready to say something, he just brings your eyes to in front of me, and is showing me your issue but he also shows me your distress. And he shows me your frustration that comes along with that distress. And how in your mind you're rehearsing all the things that you think is going to fix it and the Lord says, but you never sought me first. And so in that, you're choosing your path when God says, I've made a way if you would allow me. And so I use David as an example because the Holy Spirit is showing me how we work things out in our own mind. Logic tells us to do this or do that or do this. And the Lord literally said, when you're done with all that, I'm here.
7: Sometimes when um, I hear what you're saying, that, uh, I do. when I hear you say that not you, but other people also where they say that he's already really done everything that he needs to do when he died on the cross for us, and we shouldn't just be asking him for everything for everything while So sometimes I feel like I don't want to ask him because I think that I ask him for everything. <laughs> but
1: I'm not,
2: I would ask him and keep asking him because he makes himself available. He's willing to do the work for you because he knows one thing about you, Joseph. you're going to tell the world. So why would he not allow these things? I'm saying you're walking better. What happened? I
7: know took you by me, but I, mean, I don't let,
2: let, 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 me, let, me, let me get you to see. How do I say this, Lord? He said, do not speak to the woman, but i must speak to the man." Okay, but the woman I'm speaking to, I'm talking to you, I'm giving the answer to you, but I'm I'm looking, speaking to the man to give the answer to. Okay, so listen, but I'm talking to him. He said, there's nothing you can do other than believe. He said, the problem that you continue to see with elements within your vessel is because you continue to walk in and out of your faith. He said, remain in me. He said, repeat that, remain in me. And as you remain in me, me in the places where you find freedom. You get up in the morning, you don't feel pain in your back, you don't feel pain in your leg, you praise God for the victory each day. He said, eventually you'll stop looking for the pain because you will see that I showed up, but I want you to glorify me every time you even feel pain and know that I have it. Lord, I thank you because I know you're taking care of this pain that I've got. Lord, this pain that I have in my leg, I thank you because I know you've already taken care of it even as I released it to you. So, David, as I'm talking to you about your pain, that's what God is literally saying for me to tell you.
7: (laughs) 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 (laughs)
3: And
1: I'm sorry. I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> but you got what he said to you josie but i was talking to him he told me not to look at you but to talk to him and the reason why i couldn't look at you josie because you would have gave me a butt, and the lord didn't want to hear but He wanted you to receive what was being said so that you could not say, but, 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 but. So he said, talk to him because in the place that I'm talking to you, it's allowing him to see how he's operating. And so the two of you should have found your freedom. He said, when you hear the word but how loud do the enemy get how loud is being loud uh-huh how
7: loud do he get it's He's going to get louder
8: praise God for a patient wife and a patient husband who loves God like can
2: you just you give people a little word, right? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yes, you oh. can, <laughs> you guys see it, right, so when I'm praying for your leg and and, and your knees, I'm literally just saying. I know you got this. Lord, she's a help to many. And I I know you won't forsake her because of the service she does for many. That's how he answers me. And when I say he's a help to many... I can feel myself in tears behind like, oh my God, she's a help to many. She's a resource to many. Oh my God, Lord. And they depend heavily on her. Can you help this one? And then when I look at David, and I hear his complaint. I said, Lord, I know he get caught up in a whole bunch of stuff, and he gets distracted by a whole bunch of things. But show me real. Show me real. By sustaining his eyes. Show me real. But you know what I also say about David? Lord, I know he got friends around him. But they all caught up in all kinds of stuff. Let him see his work and value to them. Because for him to have the faith, he gotta see that he got better things going on. Sometimes you got to look back in order to understand what you got. And so I say, Lord, show him what you've given him that he's not embracing. What you've given him that he doesn't embrace because he always sees himself of a lower. Lord, show him his value by showing him them. So if Charlie acts up, I'm like, okay, God, that's an opportunity for him to see his value.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Because he devalues what he got. Mm-hmm. Oh. Show him his value. Mm-hmm. And, and you know how I pray for Paul? I always say to the Lord, man with many secrets, mm-hmm. expose them. Mm-hmm. And know why I ask that they expose? That the Christ in him may come forward. Because one thing I know about Paul is when he's stressed, he's going to pull in God. He's going to go into his highest worship. He's going to go into his highest praise. And he's going to fight to hear. If he ain't exposed, on you know, that teeter totter, just going up and down, up and down. So, expose, reveal, show him why he needs me. I can say how oh, I pray for a lot of you guys, but I, I literally say when I look at you, Charlie. I always say, Lord, get her out of her own way.
7: Because
2: <laughs> you're in your own work.
7: Yeah.
2: What Amanda? I said, Lord, she's overthinking. Let her see a symbol. For her, just believe. Well, this door's not open, that door's not open, that door's not open, that door's not open. Door not open. And and you know what he says to me? They can't open she believes what she has is value. And then I remember what this one guy said to her. He said, if you don't believe it, nobody else will believe it. You got to see what you have is worth it. When you inspect it and you see this is good, this is great, when you believe that and you come with that, he said nothing will stop you.
7: you got to believe it's great. Why is it, why, why is it that we can see it on others how valuable they are to the Lord, how much the Lord lives them, how much the Lord has done for them, but it's harder for us to see it in ourselves. I have to ask that question because that's an important question.
2: And I'm using it as the woman with the issue of blood. Lord. He it because everyone esteems others more than they esteem themselves we
7: where this to esteem is more important than
2: So we go take it a little bit further (laughs) and we start persecuting ourselves because we look at ourselves in that lower esteem. And and when we're in that lower esteem, we pull the carpet from underneath us. And the Lord is literally saying, that's not what you're supposed to do. He said, all you're seeing is the value in them. I never said to you was to devalue yourself.
8: see God in them and his ability to overcome what they're looking at and when you're looking at it from a third party it's like it's obvious that God is going to win but when it's your problem then you see your struggles and shortcomings as greater.
6: May I say something?
8: Of course.
6: It is easier to say that someone else's giant is easy to take care of until you meet your own. Do you know what I'm referring to? There are giants in the land. We cannot go over there. We cannot go to the promise Land. there are giants. So we each have giants that we deal with, but looking at someone else's giant because we're not in the circumstance, we always see it as not as hard. We're also dealing with three bodies all the time, body, soul, and spirit continually in the way and in the truth and in the life in which you live. And so those are the burdens and the yokes and the things you're always carrying and seeing all the images and the thought processes that you have, which are formulating your life. And so it is tougher sometimes to see what the real truth is because of how much we carry. You know, I asked the king about this message. I apologize for coming in late, but he said it's about the separation of worlds. The woman with blood, her heart was so steadfastly in faith after Jesus himself and what he could do that she reached through the veil that was not yet torn to the other side and received healing without the Lord's even apparently knowing. It is similar with David when he went and ate of the showbread which was in the holy place, which he was not a priest and he could not do it at the time. So often with our circumstances, we try and use worldly means to facilitate it. Even when the Lord, we try and invite him in. But instead, we're supposed to bring from another world. You're supposed to be talking, we talked about gates. You mentioned gates. Why do we, why are gates open? We are agreeing with circumstances and the reasonings of this world. And by doing so, we are trading within our gates.
2: But I love what he said. She reached in and she grabbed what was rightfully hers. Yeah. She reached into the spirit and she grabbed what was rightfully hers. And, and that's what God is seeking for us to grab what's rightfully ours. Instead of being in that place where you're grumbling and complaining about what you're going through, when do you turn it over to him? Yeah,
0: it's the it's kingdom but taking the kingdom by forth. God is not a God who's like,
8: ask me for everything. It's already yet. Just
0: believe it and receive it. Believe it and take it. And so I'm learning that God wants us to be that bold. He wants us to be that bold.
6: So so what is the veil for us that is torn? What are we reaching through? my my question is because we stated earlier why you know the lord's not hard on us but it's it's why is he saying will you let me in if he's already there why is he saying will you will you allow me in will you invite me into this place does anyone know have an idea the question. Um why why the Lord isn't I wouldn't say he's like hard on us and it's not condemning, but why does he continually say, Will you let me in? Will you allow me in? He
7: keeps talking, what, was,
6: what was the Pastor, you said something about um the blood earlier or um the past. Something about letting letting the blood actually cleanse us, right? Right. Mm-hmm. The uh, I've actually the Lord has brought this up before in regards to will we let the King of Glory come into us as ancient doors? And I asked him why would he say that, and it, he said because there is a, a depth of our souls that doesn't firmly, doesn't fully, and don't take this as an, not salvation, but just hear what I'm saying. There is an aspect of our soul that doesn't fully grasp. I would say grasp rather than believe, but receive what Jesus did fully on the cross. And so that is that, that is that pastor. You said you did an exercise about the depths of the soul and what we actually have going on there. There is the veil that, that has been torn is of self. And so we're re- we're reaching through self for something that exists deep within us. That makes sense.
7: Yes. If you guys doesn't
2: make sense, ask the question.
6: All the time, all the time, I say, Lord, what am I missing? What am I missing? It is that we are already technically in the spirit in that place. The problem is what we believe and our perspective. That's my problem all the time is I do not see
8: I think it's also about it was a, a message earlier, uh, believing but having things mixed in. And he showed me the other night when I and I was actually trying to put this one to bed in the middle of the night. Y'all were probably praying, and <laughs> I was beyond frustrated because I would get him into the perfect and then put him down and I'd try everything in my power to okay well I gotta put him down like this first and then his hand and then slip my hand away like this and then the last second it would trigger him and he'd wake up and then I'd have to bounce this this double bowling ball for another 15 minutes and I was beyond livid um, to where I was mad i was very mad at him and i was mad at myself and i asked the lord finally why why am i like this and he was like you you get so frustrated um i'll I'll say what he he said because i think it lines up he said um Look how you deal with tribulations and persecution, daughter. You throw away everything I'm giving you and you even loathe the gift. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, I knew it was a parable to like everything else that I, I do. And, it, you know, he took me back to the soils and the, the, that I am a rocky soil. And the reason why is because I have doubt and hurt and pain mixed in with faith. But the encouraging thing he showed me was when I give those rocky areas to him, he showed me like a machine that grinds up the rocks and turns it into like fine dust. And I looked that up and that's actually like a, a thing, remineralizing soil. And it, it, it helps fertilize the soil. And so we want to be the perfect soft soil that always embraces everything God has for us, but as we give him the pain and the hurt and the areas that we are struggling in unbelief and allow the blood to wash us and allow him into those areas to chomp that up, then it's like things grow even faster and better than than without the mineralizing of the soil. So it was encouraging that it's okay that I'm not perfect in letting him in every area. But as I give these areas of doubt to him, that's where we'll all see victory.
1: Yeah, he's,
6: he's, he's not asking you to be perfect. The other thing, if I may, as I sit here watching him in the spirit, as I see him sowing seeds in the ground, and then saying that we sow seeds, and wonder why they're not fruitful, and we get frustrated. And it was something along the lines of like, he he wants, he something along the lines of, of he doesn't want and pastor, you actually said this earlier, he doesn't want us to see that all the fruition is by our own hands.
8: And we all
6: try to find a <laughs> yeah. The 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 less we can be tethered to this realm, the more we can be tethered to our home, and then bring it to this realm. The more we're tethered to the circumstances and the results of this realm, the less, the harder it is to have faith.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what he reminded me so important about this woman he literally said when she heard of him she it, it instantly believed mm-hmm. she didn't waver in her belief she instantly believed and she put her faith into practice He said, do you not see where the issue lies? you got to put things into practice. You've got to instantly put them into practice. We don't put things into practice. We are we are a church. I'm just going to be real. Mm-hmm. We are a church that loves good work. And we thrive on it. It's something new. We get all excited. We can't stop. It's like, oh, my God, look at that revelation. We love revelation.
6: But we do nothing with it. But what
2: he showed me, (laughs) what he showed me, is that where we fall short is that we don't meditate and put it in practice. We hear it, it sprouts up for a moment, and then it withers. The first time something comes after it and, and the enemy just takes the seed, and, and so it's so important that we have to be people who are truly taking what's being said. Cause he reminded me, he said, how did I get you here? He said, every time I gave you something, even if you shared it with others, what did you do after? you went back home and you looked at it further and you got additional grain amen amen he said not only did you get additional grain he said but it began to seep deep on the inside of you and that's how you begin to really really flourish in me but we get these great great insight and we even learn how to go to these places but then we get to a place to whereby it just becomes routine. Yeah. And the Lord literally says right now, I'm shaking up your routine. Amen. And he says, and I'm requiring you to move in faith. Oh my God. As he says this, I see, oh, how do I say what I see, Lord? I see, like, a bus. And all of these kids are being let off of the bus. And they're saying, get their backpacks and stuff. All of you guys experienced this because you went on a field trip as kids. And he showed me, like, all the kids getting on the bus, The teachers are on the bus, and they are taking the kids off in groups. But I see that some of these people have backpacks, some of these little kids, and they're leaving them on the bus because they don't want to carry them with them because they know that they won't be able to maintain them. And the Lord basically saying is, you have left your backpacks on the bus. And what he's literally talking about, uh, and he brings me to the manual. (laughs) (laughs) The message Mm -hmm. with the manual. And he shows me that manual, you Mm -hmm. keep leaving on the bus. And he's literally asking you to take it everywhere you go. And the way you take it everywhere you go, you have to be a good steward over it And you got to read it. you got to get it inside of you. Amen. And you got to let it terminate every single aspect of you in order that you don't have to carry it.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: If you activate it on the inside... Yeah, so you, you, however you get it. Some people play it, some people read it, but so whatever it it has got to get on the inside. But you you got to get it on the inside so that the, he can then begin to open the secrets to you mm-hmm. because it has secrets. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It has these awesome compartments that's in it that you're like, oh, I ain't never seen that before. Yeah. And sometimes it takes one word to open up to you, and that one yes. word just begins to become like, oh, my God.
6: Yes, the world. <laughs> May I speak and, on and, this, and actually? <laughs> when you're done, when you're yeah, done. <laughs> when you're done, go ahead.
2: And, and so he shows me now the kids leaving the backpack, but the teacher is demanding, him being the teacher, go back and get your backpack. <laughs> And he's demanding that all the children, so I see children going back to the bus to get their backpack and they got them on their backs and I can see them strapping in and they're ready for their journey. And the funny part about it is in their backpack is not water because I see the teacher supplying the water because he's going to water the word as you carry it. Oh, oh, oh. Hear what he's showing you.
4: Awesome.
6: May I speak now on you the whole It says as if those you know, those books in the backpack opened up a world like Narnia and you could step into it, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> the the process of what is coming, um I believe upon the world and the church is, is not just visionary or hearing revelation and then application. It is more habitation. The change is, as I've stated previously, the beginning of my journey in this is, and you've, I'm sure, you know, when you get a nudge, like pastor said, sometimes yeah. one word, if I go to Genesis one, I can't get past in the beginning. I just go, I'm immediately, opened up into that place and i i'm just i'm stuck in that world in a great way my point is the difference in revelation the the gates open in the word and the holy spirit will open it to you be patient with it and live there with what is given lean into it the difference is there's there's vision or hearing then there's visitation then there's habitation to see, you can perceive, and then have some form of understanding as if, you know, receiving it from another place. To visit, you visit, a visitation, whether it's this way or that way, as in an angel visitation, or Jesus' visitation, or you visit there. Habitation is when you dwell there for a time. And then that place, I will say that land, becomes a part of your being or opens up in your being and then when you speak about it as you've noticed in church it will open up into the atmosphere everyone says yeah this is the presence of the lord that's actually the land from that revelatory habitation opening up into the atmosphere through the gate in the vessel and so what we become and what as we are as sons and daughters is we habitate in the revelatory land he opens to us in the word in relationship to him led by him and it becomes a part of us or it more so opens up in us as it really exists and then we bring it into this land instead of our gates receiving from this land we are giving out into this land
2: wow. So as you were saying that, and you begin to talk about Nadia, you know mm-hmm. uh, Amanda was walking back
5: yeah. and
2: uh huh, yeah, and Amanda was walking back and forth, and then he began to remind me of the you know the vision and and the place that they went. It, I mean it's an awesome movie, mm-hmm. and he literally said to me. He said, but places like that is only given to those who really believe that they can go there. He said, I set an invitation for all, but only a few take me up on what I'm inviting them into. And so he showed me you walking. You have the invitation. Amen. He said, but you have to choose to come in. And and, and he takes me back to the woman again. The man share his testimony. And we guys know who the man was, right?
1: How did she hear?
2: How did she hear? She heard through the guy who was basically put in chains. Okay? And she was he was in what? The graveyard. And when God freed him and the swine that ran into the uh, lake, this is how she heard of this great story. Remember, he's walking through that particular region
1: mm-hmm.
2: and he meets up with this woman and she he shares what happened to him. It becomes so overwhelming to this woman that instantly she takes off to find him. So I want to make sure that you see. It, that's why we. he's trying to create testimony. Because he wants the testimonies in to, inside of you to become overwhelming to others that instantly they take off to find him. You always talk about, you know, the community that you stand in when it comes to people that's in that industry. And, and you see yourself as someone that's different. But he said, in that place, you've got to see me. Not, not what you didn't do, what you can't do. He said, see me, just look at me. And I'll lead the way. Just look at me, I'll lead the way. I don't know why I'm talking about this dude, but Lord, just popped this dude in my mind. Because all of you guys can relate to him. Michael Jackson. Opened a world.
1: Mm.
2: And in that place where he opened a world.
1: Oh, gosh.
2: Do you hear me? Mm Mm-hmm. He continued to visit in and out, whether it was the right world or not. We know it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But he began to continue to visit. And what did he do? He brought in. Wow. He brought in to this realm what he's seen in the other. Wow. And the Lord said, why can't you do it? What hinders you from taking a hold of me? And we all know he brought. He slept for days because he desired something that he did not see on this earth. And and you guys have a desire, but he said, you got to get off this earth. He said, my son continues to speak of the place that exists. He continues to bring you into an insight where there's more. And then he shows me this time, same kids. Now I know they were in the zoo. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: so it was a field trip to the zoo. And this is their first time seeing creation from the eyes of God. Remember, we went to the zoo to see creation. Oh there's an elephant, oh there's a giraffe, oh there's a lion, oh there's this because we never seen them before. And he said, Same as you took a field trip, I offer you that every day. Come to the places where I have opened
7: for you to receive.
2: All she heard was a word back to the woman again. All she heard was somebody else's testimony and it took her far beyond anything she can imagine. And she didn't care what others thought of her in her pursuit. She didn't let anything hold her back from what she desired. Her freedom was more important than anything. And the Lord says, what's important to you? I oh, do no, but Amanda, he shows me the little girl. And he said, remember her excitement.
7: Oh. Remember her excitement.
2: He said, remember what she said. You know how little kids say, oh, I'm gonna change the world. I'm going to make this and I'm going to make that and I'm going to make this and I'm going to make that you know how little kids say that Mm -hmm. and the Lord literally said she's still there Mm -hmm. and then Paul the Lord literally said I don't know what I'm saying now. I looked at it and I, I dropped it, but I picked it back up. I said, okay, Lord, what do I just say? He said to me, G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe. But then as I look at G.I. Joe, what did he have? Everything, right? G.I. <sighs> Joe had everything. Remember, he had a nice offense, He had it. everything that you can possibly think of. And the Lord said, When you let go, you see that you're not lacking. For I shall give you what you desire. And, and and it would be like you saying, but Lord, I just want peace. I don't need nothing else. I just want peace. I just want nothing else. And then He said, "But but what you want is found in me."
3: Amen. And I see that. And you <laughs> 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 <Earlier, laughs> no, but, but no, earlier, it's it, I, I I I do it every day. I I look back to see forward, and where the Lord has brought me from, no, this is my story, and, and this is my testimony, um, but it just keeps me encouraged, it keeps me here on Friday night in Bible study, it keeps me here in the house of worship on Sunday, and, um, I am more blessed today than I ever been in my yesterday. And, and I I just thank the Lord for that. But
2: are you watching me with all you these faces I'm, I'm thinking, making? I, I, don't, He's I, don't, I don't
7: know. <laughs> <So you're talking laughs>
3: <about it. laughs> oh, he
7: tried. Holy
2: Spirit just said to me. He just said to me He reminds me when i first met you all the jobs you had and i said see scott ship them off one by one by one by one and he said i should remove everything until to make a place for me
6: i want paul to be honest
3: Bradley, I hear you, and 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 if, <laughs> if, if you were, you could see my challenges. There, classic, it you know?
1: there it is.
3: You know, so I I have to look over the distraction, um, and and uh, and stay in faith in my in my in my position in my relationship with Christ and um uh, well maybe I should say it a different way. Yeah,
2: sure. I'm yeah. Yeah. Excuses.
3: <laughs> Excuses.
6: Oops. Okay.
2: Bradley, you know
1: go ahead, Bradley.
6: But no, Paul, I love you, man. Um and honestly I'm, forgive me, I don't really we don't really know each other that well, but what I hear is is You know, I think it's it's a good thing to um, let me be positive and say what's good and what's right and what's true. But what we're what we're talking about tonight is there is a sense where we just we need to be. It's okay to be. Raw and just like, you know what, I'm effed up right now or like not this is you, but like or I'm having a hard time with this and I just need help Or, or he's not doing this for me. And I thought he would, or you know, whatever, you know, or like, I'm not where I thought I was. And I mean, it's okay not to just be like, praise God every moment, and just be like, you know, Lord, I just got to be real with you and raw, because what He's looking for is us to just be like un, un, unhiltered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
2: just watch the tone of the, the language.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, I mean, but but like between you and the Lord, like wait, he already in your heart. I'm,
3: I'm listening, Bradley.
6: Yeah, no, I'm just, I mean, like what I mean is like in, in house, you know, obviously be respectful. But between you and the Lord, like there is a place that a lot of what we're not opening to him is we put on traditional church. And we we need to be able to be like, how am I really feeling? And between in that intimate place with him, be like, this is how I really feel, Lord. I don't trust you. I don't trust you one bit or whatever it might be. And you open up that honesty opens up the ability for him to access that area and show you change. Mm-hmm. By putting on something and not really shedding light on it, saying, I know it's there, but I'm just going to be positive. It's like you actually do a hindrance. Mm-hmm.
7: it doesn't, it doesn't make
6: you weak. It doesn't make you weak. It makes you quite the opposite. It doesn't make you less a man. It makes you, I'm going to look at where I'm struggling or where I am. I'm having this pain and I'm going to say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm having a tough time. Because then you're saying I have the strength to deal with it in a way that I am supposed to deal with it as a man of God or as a woman of God. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the sinners would come to him, be like, I'm the worst of all sinners. I am the worst. It's like, I, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's, it's a different place of, of being honest. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit was
2: literally saying to me to say to him as well, It would be laying your cart on the line. I'm supposed to be the priest of my own household, but I can't even get them to listen to me, Lord. This wrecks me. Even when I give wisdom, the wisdom seems to fall on deaf ears. I don't know how I can continue to stand as a priest of a household where the people are unruly. That's the
3: stuff you're supposed to say. No, but you know, and, and 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 I receive what you're saying, Bradley. I I think I don't know when I shared it, and uh, it might have been when we were having service at the pastor's house, maybe two years ago. But uh, when I came in, um. Uh, began a relationship, uh, a committed relationship with Father God, Um, I once upon a time used to compare myself to others and look to say, I want what they have. Or um, there was a young lady that was in the choir and and like every Sunday she just got anointed. And and in retrospect, I said, with all my ungodly doings in this world, I said, because that happened to me, for me. And um, uh, my aunt uh, shared a brief story with me. It said, just, just keep getting nourished. And uh, just keep hearing the word. um and then coming forward, and I and I stayed I I, I stayed true to that. Uh, I didn't look at others; I looked at myself and my relationship with Christ. But to put um, to put it in context, without embellishing on the time, um, and and to touch on something that the pastor just said. I all had a saying that, you know, the Holy Spirit put on my heart to be quick to listen and slow to speak. And um, frustration would play a heavy role within my space. And I would be quick to speak. And I needed to flip that and be quick to hear and slow to speak. And in doing so, um, the Holy Spirit reflected upon me um, if it's within me if the Holy Spirit is truly within me then it's going to resonate out of me I share what I share the word of the day the message of of service and then I fall back and meditate on it Um, full circle Those that weren't listening to me or adhering to what I had to say in my space um, are now calling upon me to have insight on what Father God has done to my life and the leadership that he is, uh, how he is leading me in this, in, in my, in my journey. Um, I'm, I'm, I am how I am, and I'm not going to deviate from that. I'm going to be true on that, and true, we don't know each other, Bradley, and I'm not speaking directly to you, but I'm addressing all that are on the call. Um, uh, I I am, I am steady growing in my relationship with Father God, and I have my mistakes, but I know He's a forgiving God, and I'm still uh, uh, a child of His Word, and I'm in pursuit of my of what my calling is. But uh, I'm in and I'm in a good space. I'm in a good space, and I'm in a good place.
0: Hazel, okay, so you have anything to share? No, not
8: at this time. Perfect.
7: Perfect. Perfect. I don't, um, but I hear you. Well, all I can, all I can say to you that the Lord puts in my heart is that. Your testimony, as you keep going and you start sharing the testimonies that the Lord has done for you and all that, you're going to touch a lot of people with just your testimony like he's asking us to share our testimony. Mm-hmm. And by you just, like you're saying, that you just want to do the things that God wants for you to do and you just want to listen to him and be sure that, that, if, you know, that your relation with him is the way that it should be. That he's gonna have you share your testimony. That the reason why I looked the way I was before, but now I look the way I am. Now, he's gonna have you bring out those things that you could see, so people could see people that need to hear. When the people that hear that need to hear, it, they're gonna be there. And they're gonna hear you say those things that the Lord has changed in your life and done for you, and that's gonna make people realize that He could make the same change for them. Mm-hmm. When you when we share, that's why. I know that that guy the Lord wants us to testify.
3: Oh, absolutely,
2: amen. And so I hear the spirit of the Lord in closing of this message is really asking you guys the simple question of what does your pursuit look like? He repeats himself. What does your pursuit look like? Wow, and then he asked a question such as this. Are you tired of spending your time on worthless things?
7: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And,
2: and, And then he literally talks about remedies that we seek out. And and it doesn't make us better, it makes us worse. So he's talking about the things that we seek out that's outside of him that doesn't make us better but make us worse. And he's literally saying, because your time represents everything. And if we put it in a moral perspective, your time represents money. So are you tired of spending your money in worthless places? Because it's really spinning yourself in worthless places. And he said, and in that, where you have fit all that you have. He said, now I'm opening the door, if you will allow me. And he said, and if you would enter in to the place that I have opened the door for. I want your time. He says, I want you to spend it on me. And I want you to trust me for the solutions in your life. And he said, and if you're in the place of agreement, you're going to come to me first before you decide these oxide remedies that you've been trying to gain your crown," He said, in this place, you're saying right now, Lord, I'm no longer choosing to be spent, but I'm choosing to give you that I'm worth and allow you to move in me. Create the miracles in my life that I may be able to give a full account of who you are That others may see you through my life and be transformed and changed, just as the woman was revived. me in this place. That I may run after you such as the woman did. Forsaking all and defying all us to find my freedom in you. I surrender to this today. Have your way as I lay myself down. And I long you to cover me. Hear my heart cry.
7: As I surrender my all. This is my prayer
2: today, Lord. In this place, I really set my position in you. Have your way in me. In Jesus' mighty name.
6: Amen. May I say one more thing, quick, to be to be obedient? Is is Amanda still there?
7: No, they left. But he
6: did,
7: he to... oh. Well, uh, it's it's, it's kind you of you to to everybody. It's
6: okay, it's to Amanda, but it was supposed to be public anyway because it's for everyone. We should lay down the chase for the unfulfilled love of our earthly fathers. Because the heavenly father and his love for us is over and abundantly magnificent, so much more than we could ever fathom.
2: Say that again, I missed that part. can you say that
6: again? We should lay down the chase the chase of the need of the unfulfilled love of our earthly fathers. Because of what the Heavenly Father and our abode with them has for us. Jesus brings you to the Father.
2: Before we end, anyone else? That I ask that each one be blessed.
3: Good
1: night,
3: you guys. Peace, love, fun. Hope
1: you guys.
3: Thank you. Good night. Good night, Mom.
0: If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.